Hello everyone and welcome to the 140th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast recorded on June 28th, 2021. On the podcast today is a man who would simply not land on a ref's foot and aggravate uh, the ankle injury, Andrew Clark. Hey, I, first off, I'm not upset that we may have to deal with a less than 100% Trey Young. Is mm-hmm. You know, that is obviously a good thing for the Bucks. That can't fucking happen, though. <laughs> that ref, <laughs> what the fuck? Something needs bounds. to happen there. He was, he was out of bounds. We looked at it. At first sight, I was like, oh, shit, he crept onto the court. His feet were firmly out of bounds. Really? I, I thought yeah. the front half of his shoes were right. in bounds. I thought the exact same thing. And after Trey steps on him, he does take a step. So that's, for me, I conflated it in my head that yeah. he took a step forward because we went into transition. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, oh, shit. He was like, I got to get going. So he took a step forward, and that's why Trey stepped. He was out of bounds, man. Mm-hmm. It was just a fucking dumb accident yeah like. yeah that sucks i i have never seen a player with both of his ankles in braces like oh I, you didn't play enough <laughs> wisconsin <laughs> basketball baby we, we, i i saw people with braces on every joint that's not an exaggeration <laughs> like i literally saw people wearing two knee braces two ankle braces and like sleeves on their elbows yeah. like compression I mean, sleeves it's it's one thing to have those like things that you put on your elbows that are like the like the kind of like the squishy cloth but like mm-hmm. trey had splints on his fucking ankles <laughs> no and, yeah no, and from what i can tell that wasn't new I, I i guess i didn't know but he had it on both i didn't notice it until they came back out and they zoomed in on his ankles mm-hmm. i think he may have had those on before yeah, he's been dealing with ankle no, stuff did, all season, yeah. from my understanding. That mm-hmm. sucks. No, he went into went into this series with with ankle troubles. It's weird how his career is so far like getting pretty similar to Steph Curry's career. Like <laughs> the reason that Steph Curry was wasn't like took a while to truly break out and become that superstar MVP wasn't his talent. It was just he had fucking ankle injuries for the first like three or four years of his career. And then when he finally got healthy, he just went full Skyfucker mode and just started <laughs> destroying everyone. So yeah. I'm curious if we see something similar with Trey Young. I mean, so everyone knew Trey Young had a lot of talent. Obviously, he got drafted, you know, highly. Mm-hmm. And this season was the season they're like, oh, Trey Young, he's he's finally coming into his own. He's he's showing all, like that talent fairly consistently. And then the playoffs happened, and Trey Young became Kevin Durant. I don't, I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but as soon as the playoffs started, not only, I mean, yeah, the Hawks in general have been really good in the playoffs so far, but Trey Young's been insane. I, that's a huge just jump. out party. The playoffs do that, man. Mm-hmm. It's the the playoffs are literally where the stars emerge, and the bubble was kind of a fluke. Yeah, and there's a lot of bubble performers. That have really regressed this season and a lot of people making a lot of money because of their bubble performance. Because <laughs> a lot of times, yeah, that's where the fucking stars emerge. Like the guys that kick it into that extra gear and take over games in the playoffs. Yeah. Like it, it really happens. And then the next regular season, they ball out. But this year, 
I, I think the bubble people put a little bit too much credence. Although the Suns, the Suns also came out of the mm-hmm. bubble and they yeah. look fucking legit. So yeah. who knows? I mean, the Suns made some additions. You know, they didn't have Chris Paul last year. Mm-hmm. But they did not have Chris Paul, but they definitely are showing their they showed their potential and they realized it so oh my god that's what happens a lot I, in the playoffs i know we're still in the middle of intros and i don't want to derail it a whole lot <laughs> further but I, I do i do remember it was in the the first series or was it was the first series it was when the uh, suns were playing the mavericks um wait no did the suns play the mavericks this year the mavs played the clips i thought oh the first yeah round you're right, and lost. right um Man, who were the? Uh... And Porzingis went to a strip club in the middle of the series <laughs> oh, after yeah. scoring six points and apparently really pissed off Luca. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no! It was when it was when they were playing the Nuggets. Um, but I'll never forget. It was in like the middle of the third quarter, and and Chris Paul went on a, a bit of a, a streak where you know he scored on like three straight possessions, um, and the announcer freaked out so chris paul with another two he cannot miss chris paul is a machine he has 16 points (laughs) (laughs) okay didn't have to do it to him like that (laughs) 16 points that is oh that is the ironic (laughs) slow clap of announcing right there i mean it was it was the problem is it's average yeah yeah like you'd think it was a joke if it was like he's got seven it'd be like okay you're dicking around but like 16's not small enough to in the third quarter yeah not small enough to be mocking him but not really yeah really large enough to legitify that response so it's like what is i don't understand uh classic nba was it was it marv albert because he's <laughs> yeah he's it, it was, was it was marv albert uh, Fuck, man. marv albert is literally what wasn't game two supposed to be his last game and then he just mm-hmm. announced game three last mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. we were all like wait is he he's I, still here yeah <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, maybe I don't know I, because I know there's conflict with um, uh, one of the announcers being a part owner of the Hawks that you mentioned. Maybe that wasn't taken into the calculations. It was a color this. guy. It was, uh, it was a color commentator. None of none of them were play by play. I don't know TNT's number two play by play guy. Is it Mike Breen or is he an ESPN? I don't know. Mm. But th- it was just a conflict between color guys. It was yeah. like Reggie Miller or Grant Hill are their two color guys and. Uh, Mark uh, Albert's uh, the Grant Hill. Play. Yeah, and Grant Hill uh, is a part owner of the Hawks. So they show it's literally Marv Albert, Reggie Miller next to him, which Reggie Miller, by the way, like, Jesus Christ, was he bad last night? Yeah. Uh, and then sitting next to them, Grant Hill wearing a bunch of Hawks gear. Like, literally, <laughs> like, sitting right next to the table. Okay, he's, he's owning it at least. That's he's probably fair. still whispering to Reggie, and that's why Reggie was so bad. He's like, oh, talk, talk some shit about uh, Drew Holiday, about how bad he's been. Like, yeah. Also on the podcast today, we have a man who never doubted for a second that Chris Middleton was elite. Ryan Holtz. Look, Chris Middleton's got absolute elite potential, and I've never said anything else. Yeah. But he's literally also got potential to be <laughs> a guy off the bench. Like he, <laughs> the the only difference between Chris Middleton and a perennial NBA superstar is the fact that Chris Middleton shows up 
half the time. <laughs> like, he's fantastic, and I love him on the Bucks, and he's a great player and very important part of our roster. Mm-hmm. But you cannot count on him to be a superstar. You cannot count on him to carry the team. Like that's that's the difference between a borderline all star and the superstar is that the superstar shows up every night, and that's that's yep. Giannis. So yeah, yeah. No, I, it's not Chris Middleton slander. It's just that Chris Middleton is never going to be that fucking dude if he, if he's going to disappear. Yeah, he, he's not he's not Paul George, you know. <laughs> he he's he is kind of Paul George. They're very similar. Like I, I would mean, argue, that, the only difference between Paul saying, George. But... No, I, that's fair. Uh, I would argue the only difference between Paul George and Chris Middleton is that Paul George is just a little bit better at attacking the rim, mm-hmm. and that lends just that little extra layer of consistency. He's got some Chris more Middleton beef. is. Chris Middleton is so much more about long twos and threes, which if you're missing, you're missing, and then he just can't contribute that much. Yeah. He's a solid defender. Like You can't take that away from him. He's not a good one. He's not Drew Holiday or Giannis or even Brooke Lopez, but he's above average. He's a plus defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really just the fact that if his shots are missing, then he's, he's not that effective. <laughs> he's an okay playmaker. He's not great mm-hmm. at it. Uh, can't really get above the rim too much, although it's fun when he does. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no no slander here. Chris, Chris is Chris is amazing. Chris is my father. <laughs> <laughs> and then, last but not least, on the podcast today is me, Lucas Deryder. And when I have an injury or any kind of pain or soreness, I just throw another compression sleeve on there. You know, just layer them on. Sometimes yeah. get up to three or four. It's additive. Yeah. It's like in uh, Skyrim when you do that enchantment glitch to uh-huh. make a ring so powerful that it can chant other things to ridiculous levels of brokenness. Like if you just stack compression socks, eventually you get healthier. Like it's not only preventing injuries, it's inverting it and making you a superhuman. I'm wearing 13 layers of compression sleeves all over my body. Yeah. And I think I may live forever. Yeah. My skin literally can't breathe. I, I feel as though I'm suffocating. <laughs> Fuck my though. skin not being able to breathe. I can't, I can't like fill my lungs with air uh, and expand my chest. You're wearing 13 flak jackets like a quarterback, but times 13. It's just, just the murder of Giles Quarry, but with yeah. compression. <laughs> Compression clothes. More compression. <laughs> yeah, strap them on, baby. They're like, this is meant for like an eight foot tall man who's trying to do rehab. Like, you guys is we're too big. We don't make them this size anymore, man. More. <laughs> just, I'm about to say an anime reference. It's just Vegeta in the training <laughs> capsule, just turning the gravity up. Yeah. yeah. That had big. Uh, what's the vine? I'm, I'm about to say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. I'm, a, I'm about to say an anime reference. Just very fucking get ready, y'all. Holy shit. It's about to go down. I don't care that you broke your elbow. Just. What? Yeah. Anyway, that, uh, that introduction comes from. A pregame report comment that apparently stuck out to me where the uh, woman reporting was just like, yeah, and to address the pain in his leg today, Giannis is wearing a second compression sleeve. 
Like, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was wearing like a compression sleeve on his leg underneath a knee brace sock thing that they had. It did look kind of funny. I. It's just, you know, 2021, making, and this is the best we got. They're making storylines. They're, they're, if Giannis starts limping or grimacing, then they'll be like, and remember. And then when he dunks on someone, they'll just be like, hey, he's unhuman. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you yeah. throw at him. Meanwhile, Trey Young is walking around with bionic ankles. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that, yeah, this that's man's the fucking other tiny thing. Tim out here <laughs> shooting 35 foot threes. It's, it's the thing about sports coverage in general is, yeah, you're making narratives. It's all, of, especially in the NBA. The NBA is fucking narrative central just yep. like this guy doesn't like this guy because this guy did this thing and blah, blah 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 and on and on and on and if you're in on the nba lore stuff like fucking game of zones literally <laughs> is crack like it is unbelievable <laughs> how good they are at getting those narratives and like making fun of them and everything like that but like a lot of times it doesn't pan out, and it's kind of hilarious looking back on it because it didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. But they have to set it up just in case it does. Yeah. Like, they they were hyping up fucking Trey Young coming back into that game. And then when they realized, oh, he's really hurting them, <laughs> they had to, yeah, never mind, let's uh, talk about how cool the Bucks are, right? Like, Chris I, Middleton's on fire. Never mind, everyone. We're not talking about how Trey Young out here to give his team a chance. Going to put us all out. He played three more minutes. Now he's on the bench. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, We're going to lose. Trey Young out here to give his team a chance. Meanwhile, while he was in the locker room, Lou Williams led the team to a five point lead. Yep. They pulled out <laughs> Lou Williams or Trey Young, and we proceeded to just go fucking nuclear and absolutely <laughs> demolish. I think they were up 93 to 88. And all of a sudden you blink and it was 110 to 100. Like, we just absolutely fucking obliterated them after he came back. So, yeah. It did. And, and that fucking inbounds pass where he, fu- where he just half-heartedly lobbed it towards the rim. And I was just like, oh, it's over, huh? Like, he's, he's done with this one. He's moving on. So <laughs> It did kind of reek of, what if Rudy got a pick six and ran it in? And then they're like... I, no, you got to get out of here, man. Yeah, you're killing it, but nope, you're done. Well, then that's the thing is Rudy is Lou Williams. Like he's yeah. a he's one of the most respected guys in the NBA. Like mm-hmm. when when you win 6th man of the year 3 times, that means you're just a god-level teammate. Yeah. That means you're just that fucking dude who everyone relies on and everyone loves. Like you're you're never a starter. You're just a guy that comes in and balls out and okay. leads the second unit. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. When you Google Lou Williams and click on his Wikipedia page, it says Lou Williams, also known as Lemon Pepper Lou. Yeah, man. <laughs> is an American Fuck basketball yeah. player for the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou. What? Yeah, man. I, 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 rem- I know this story, but I have forgotten it. That is how... <laughs> That's how NBA works, but yeah, no, like he's he's a fucking legend, and he was balling out. He was playing real hard, and he's kind of been killing us all series. Like yeah. he's been really good at switching on to Brook Lopez and just abusing the fuck out of him, like which which Trey Young has been too. But yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. oh, now I remember. Lou Williams was the guy. <laughs> 
who in he went the to bubble, Magic City. Yeah, he went. He went to a strip club. Yeah, and for the wings. Yeah, for the wings, for the lemon pepper wings. <laughs> you know that was that was the thing. And then they all started calling him Lemon Pepper Lou. And now he trademarked it. <laughs> he owned it. You know what? He's that, a fan. That man had to go into quarantine for ten days. In the Sometimes playoffs, you just gotta get them wings, man. <laughs> yeah, Magic okay. City. I really like and the wings. This, yeah, this fucking NBA, inside the NBA bit. The he was there for the breasts and the thighs, or whatever. Uh, the fuck. Yeah, inside the NBA humor. Yeah. All right, that was about it for intros, which means we are headed into news of the week. The Chainsaw Man preview dropped, anime preview dropped, and it's everything I dared to dream of and more. I knew that the Chainsaw Man anime uh, preview dropped because for a couple of hours yesterday, the only thing on my timeline was Lucas liking and retweeting people that were just posting the trailer. I got you, fam. Not with any sort of additional content, just... They posted the video. You're welcome. And Lucas liked, I'm, I shit you not, maybe 30 of those. Yeah. Yeah, I like the trailer. Am I not supposed to like stuff that I like on social media? It's just, it's a lot of likes. Dude, (laughs) usually when someone, when you say you like something a lot, it's usually the amount that you like it, not the number of times that you like it. Man, I liked this so much. I liked it five. <laughs> I liked this five. But no, I, um, I I did see the trailer. I I also enjoyed it to an extent. Yeah. I don't know anything about anything, but no, no, there's no one with chainsaw heads in yeah, this trailer. There's a guy at the end with the chainsaw head. Yeah. Where? Like uh, probably minute fifty. There's only it's only a minute thirty seconds. Yeah, fifty-five ah, seconds in. Yeah. Uh, literally, like, there's one brief shot. Yeah, there is not. Is that, there is not a lot of Chainsaw Man in that Chainsaw Man trailer. Is that the main character? I thought. Yeah, but the kid with blonde hair at the beginning and well, interspersed is also Chainsaw Man. He yeah. he he transforms. Yeah, he he does like a Power Rangers thing and then becomes Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yes. Permanently, though, he can't. No, like, no, 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 he can, until he decides not to anymore. Yeah, he can turn it on and off. Oh, he can go back whenever the fuck uh, he wants. Like Super Saiyan, yeah. Yeah, Ryan, like I didn't Super know that. Uh-huh. I legitimately did not know that. I thought Chainsaw Man oh. wasn't, was a manga about a dude who had a chainsaw for a head forever. Like, that was, just, I didn't know it was a transformation thing. I thought that that was like, no, this is, this is who I am, baby. No, he, he, he is only Chainsaw Man, like, Maybe a sixth of the time, if that. Maybe an eighth. There is well, less Chainsaw Man I than hate there this is. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was fucking cool. You know what? I'm out. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a cool concept that was not for me at all. I was like, this is apparently a good manga that everyone loves. About a dude who has a chainsaw for a head all the time? That sounds fucking sick. Like, he goes to the bank with a chainsaw for a head? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Like, 
I mean, I'm into it. The dude who has a chainsaw for a head all the time does eventually show up. And he's pretty great. What? There's a different chainsaw man, but this guy yes. can't just switch back and forth. Yeah. What's the difference? Ba- uh, basically, okay. I can I try yeah, to Andrew, explain you're this? the expert. Well, yes. no, I was going to say, can I try to explain this, this in, in less anime terms? There, there is a chainsaw demon monster man who is permanently the chainsaw man. Mm-hmm. And this kid is possessed with the spirit of that chainsaw man. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he has... He's half human, half chainsaw man. Chainsaw man is only half chainsaw man. But then there is... Chainsaw Man Prime, yes. Yes. who is full on Chainsaw Man, yes, one hundred, and he's a person, he's a, demon. but also a spirit, yeah. No, so cha- he exists. Cha- <laughs> Chainsaw Man Prime is a demon, and Denji is the boy. Yes, yeah. he ex- as a physical thing. Yes, yes, and it can exist separately from Chainsaw Man Boy. He can only exist when Chainsaw Man Boy is down bad, basically. Ah. Yeah, kind of like, mm, man, you you're depressed right now, but let me let me take over. You you need a minute. You got to tag like out for this. <laughs> and but what is that? Then he what like comes out of Chainsaw Man Boy? Yes, and separates. No, takes over his body. No, oh, so like no. Venom. Then he doesn't exist. There is no Chainsaw Man who's Chainsaw Man always. It's just sometimes Chainsaw Man Boy can't switch back. They're not two separate people, is what I'm saying. Like, I want, I'm saying, okay. is there a world where Chainsaw Man Prime and Chainsaw Man can fucking tink, 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 like, as they're, like, <laughs> smashing their chainsaw so, heads together? Okay. No, there isn't, because they're the same. Well, Chainsaw Man Prime being. existed before Chainsaw Man Boy took But then him stopped on. existing. Right. Yeah. To become part of Chainsaw Man Boy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 There you go. So no, in other words, I guess, I guess. there is no chainsaw. Don't make man me Prime defend Chainsaw anymore. Man, please. I'm <laughs> There's you. no Chainsaw Man Prime anymore. How about that? Is he's now kind of yeah, yeah like only, Venom, what you said with Venom. He's 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 all wrapped up in that. Yeah. Shit. Oh, only inside a Chainsaw Boy's mind palace. Yeah. Um, I will say this about the trailer. I enjoyed the trailer, mm. and I especially enjoyed the first forty-five seconds when it showed. The things that I enjoyed about Chainsaw Man, the manga, where it's like this really creepy, uh, melancholy uh, story about people who are deeply troubled and trying to figure out if they can change or not. And then the trailer turns into just anime shit, just big monsters and fighting and people swinging shit around, just Mm -hmm. like the manga does when the manga (laughs) stops being good. (laughs) <laughs> I mean mm, Some of those fights are pretty purposeful Some of those fights are getting to deeper Deeper human condition stuff But okay um, Yeah, no, I thought it was great uh, Music killer And like you said, I'm glad that they the, the people making this based on this trailer Clearly know like The stuff that makes Chainsaw Man go from good to great and that being the, man, there's some fucked up shit happening in this fight. 
But the real fucked up shit is just what's going on in our lives. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, or if the, the real fight hours, was the chainsaw we found along the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 36 hours, uh, 4.3 million views on YouTube. Going to be the greatest anime of all time, probably. And I won't be happy with anything less. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Setting yourself up there for success. Oh, no, no, no. Luke, I don't know if you've ever heard of the... The, the fucking philosophy. Well, no, because you said, you asked me. You were like, yeah. Ryan, how do you never let yourself get let down? Or whatever. And Lucas, lesson number one is never expect anything to be the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> that is very unfair to that thing. Like, yeah. And it's basically almost impossible for it to live up to mm-hmm. the expectations. Yeah. If you don't want to live your life by the, the mantra of like low expectations are the key to happiness, I say power to you you know i try not to live like that because that's fucking sad there is some credence to it but it is a sad way to live but yeah don't go to the extreme opposite where if if this is not the greatest thing ever i'm gonna be really disappointed i just only happened like once where that worked out right like lebron basically yeah yeah like when else has something been like so fucking hyped that it was supposed to be the greatest blank of all time, and actually was like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That is a bold choice, my friend. Absolutely not. Uh, also, I just realized we got through an entire description of Chainsaw Man Prime without bringing up the fact that he's the only guy who can kill immortals and made Nazis and AIDS not a thing. Which feels like a pretty central part of that character to me. No, because it's just a throwaway line. <laughs> it's not a... You know he's a cool dude. You know he's a cool dude from that. I'd have a beer with this guy with a chainsaw for a head. Mm. Is erasing... We, we're not saying that Chainsaw Man killed a bunch of Nazis. We're saying that Chainsaw Man made Nazis never happen. So, eh? maybe he w- is just setting it up so it can happen again. <laughs> wow. So, so that we... Don't learn from mistakes that have already happened. No. Mm. It's cool, dude. I'm looking up, by the way, like, most hyped blank <laughs> of all time. Because I'm re- now I'm really on this. Like, what What else has done that ever? Like, LeBron is literally the only thing that comes into my head. Uh, the... Mm, okay, this is nerd shit that you guys won't care about. But the only media thing I can think about is that... Uh, one Piece is probably the only like piece of media I've experienced at like, wow, this is a global phenomenon. This deserves to be a global phenomenon. Uh, but even the... that's not quite the same thing. No, okay. Like, it's like it had to have had such unbelievable levels of anticipation mm-hmm. coming into it and then it delivering and being 100%. Like, people were like, no, get ready. This is literally going to be the greatest blank that has ever been like the greatest insert whatever that thing is of all time and then it actually ended up being that because it's almost impossible to deliver on on that, that promise hype. yeah yeah like i see avengers the avengers and like the first avengers is great but it's not the greatest movie. but yeah. that to be fair i don't think the avengers movie was supposed to be the greatest movie of all time i maybe the best superhero 
team up of all time? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know because I mean, you know, naturally we get drawn to like sports and like mm-hmm. prospects that are coming out, you know, into the professional leagues. Um, and it's hard because, you know, other than Michael Jordan, right? There's no one really to argue against LeBron. Michael being, Jordan just was not. Yeah, LeBron. Like Michael Jordan was. No, no, no. I'm talking about greatest of all time. Like not not in terms of hyped prospects. Because in the NFL, it's there are more people to debate about who is the best quarterback of all time. Like Peyton Manning was hyped as the best quarterback prospect of all time, and he became a one of the best quarterbacks of all time, Hall of Famer. People will argue that he's the best quarterback of all time. Not everyone will, or most people. I think that's pretty rare nowadays yeah, yeah, to but, hear Peyton Manning tossed around there. But, you know, like, and then there are other quarterbacks that were just as hyped that you can compare him to, but it's not the same. You know, LeBron mm-hmm. is definitively the best of the last 30 years, at least, maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, And, like, yeah, the difference is... Whether or not you like LeBron, he's absolutely 100% firmly in that greatest of all time conversation. And most people are going to have him 1A, 1B. Uh, and he, but he was literally that. That was what he was hyped as from the time he was like a junior in high school. It's like, this kid's going to be the greatest player ever to play basketball. <laughs> and then he kind of was. Whereas Michael Jordan was, yeah, like a really, really good prospect coming out of college. You know, mm-hmm. was was... Unbelievably talented, drafted third overall, but that means that there yeah. were two people that people thought were going to be better. And one of them was Hakeem Olajuwon, who ended up winning two championships with the Rockets yeah. and is a hall of, like bona fide Hall of Famer. But like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, it automatically means he definitely wasn't hyped to be the greatest of all time if there were two people <laughs> that were taken above him. So I can't say with confidence how scoped out Tiger Woods was before his PGA debut. Yeah, I don't know that either. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. He he <laughs> I, I know he was very greatly hyped because he was trained from such a young age. I know there's photos of Tiger Woods when he's like fifteen with like a ton of media coverage. But yeah. mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't know how hyped golf players are <laughs> one way <laughs> well, or another. I, this is but all relatively no, if, if speaking, within, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With, within that community, if they're like, holy shit, Tiger Woods is going to be the greatest golfer ever to have played. Which, by the way, I don't think he is. is Not anymore. Like, no. Tiger Woods at, oh. at his career. Like, Tiger Woods at his peak might have been the greatest golfer if you were to put a tournament of every golfer at their peak. He was, but some of these golfers were winning tournaments for 40 years. Yep. Like, he was without a doubt was not the, the greatest golfer of his era when he was right. at his peak. Yeah. But since then, and there have been guys that have maybe been a little bit better. And there were obviously guys before that that went on tears yeah. for decades, like you said. And and at his peak, if you were to just you know boil every greatest golfer of all time down to their peak... And put them in a like a Masters tournament, then yeah, you probably have a pretty good shot at winning. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's like Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. It's like, well, they retired young and kind of fell off in production even before that. Like, I don't know, it's, it's tough. But anyways, the uh, the movies subreddit is pegging the Phantom Menace as the most hyped movie of all time. Which, yeah. from what I've heard, it was before my time. But from what I've heard, yeah. <laughs> And really bad, <laughs> like 
boy, did that one backfire more than most that you can imagine. Like, I it's one of those movies whole... where it's not. It's definitely not a good movie. It's it's kind of like the rest of the prequels. They're not as bad as people make them out to be. Although Attack of the Clones is like a a mm-hmm. bona fide dog shit movie, whereas The Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith are like not good. But they're not that bad. Uh, but yeah, it was so hyped that when people got there and watched this very boring movie, <laughs> they're like, what the fuck are we doing? I There was a whole movie about uh, called Superfans about how hyped people were for The Phantom Menace. And it's pretty good. But no. Yeah. No. Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub talk about it on Harmontown a lot. Uh, you know they've like brought up a million times i'm getting towards the end of that podcast by the way like after year and a half of (laughs) binging it um but they talk about it a few times about how they went and saw it in theaters and just were like actively having breakdowns watching it like it was like yeah our childhood's back oh my god this is the greatest thing ever and then just like almost instantly just like ah what is happening? What are they doing? No. Are you an angel? <laughs> Yippee. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. What do you think is the most hyped video game? Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, of all time. Of the last, of the <laughs> last time. couple of years, maybe. Um... The most hyped video guy. Uh, mm. Ooh, Spore is a good one. Oh, yeah. Spore was supposed God. to be like no. recreating the concept of a video game. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was just nothing. Like a kind of shitty <laughs> simulation game. I, no, yeah. We went through this a couple episodes back, maybe on the quarantine cast, where it was like Spore won E3 like yeah. four years in a row. <laughs> Um, yep. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> Halo 2 was pretty hyped up. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, I guess every AAA video game is. I, I guess I don't have a sense of scale. Yeah. Um, Star Citizen has not come out and probably won't ever. But I, Star Citizen is kind of like Cyberpunk 2077, where it's all anybody talks about year in, year out for many years in a row. So Star Citizen right now has so much fucking hype because people just keep putting money into those uh, crowdfunding sources to raise more money that they'll never get back. Yeah. Um, people are talking about like Destiny, no. uh, Fallout 4. I mean, all of these bit. games are games that were hyped and people were excited about, but I don't know... Because games come, it's hard. Right? Yeah, games yeah. in a series come out every couple of years, and then they're always, you know, they get big hype, just like every other game that comes mm-hmm. out. Then I'm trying to think, what's a game that had like a huge hiatus, and then you know, like another one came out. Half Life Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Overwatch got a lot of hype. Not Overwatch Two. I'm talking about like overwatch because it was in development for so long people people are talking about modern warfare 2 as well considering how cod 4 did actually like reinvent the genre Mm -hmm. 
and then World at War was kind of like a bit of a dip. So then everyone was like, oh shit, we're back, baby. I don't know. Metal yeah. Gear Solid 4, someone brought up. I like that game. People don't like that game. I like that game. But maybe it was super hype. Like, that's the only thing that I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Well, because... Halo 3. Ooh, GTA 5. Ooh, uh, De- Death Stranding. Mo- yeah, that's executed. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, actually... Death Stranding. Stranding is not the most hyped no, game it, of it all had, time. It had the strangest hype. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. It, it had a good marketing uh, push. <laughs> That's that's for certain, but that game yeah, did G- deliver G- on everything G- that it promised. I will say, um, no, it fucking didn't. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Even if you liked the game, that doesn't mean it delivered on everything it promised. On like it was, it was basically a movie. Was what it was yes, promising and, you. Like yeah, and that's that's what it was for better or worse. Yep. Yeah. No. No. This is not a judgment, positive or negative, on the quality of That'd the game. Be very negative. For a video game. They, they did not promise gameplay for the first two years. They promised a movie. So if you only got a movie, then that's for worse. Like, you did get gameplay and other shit like that. And you had to walk a lot and balance. To piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fucking like this game. I don't get it. Uh, Undertale, I, I think, is maybe the most hyped video game of all time. Wow. Really? I feel like that's in certain communities, though. It's not mainstream enough, right? Yeah. I think. Well, niche. I mean, it was it was a kickstarted game initially, so right. it's so like started, most hyped indie yeah. game, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I feel like it's almost maybe, and that's not fair to indie right. games to say like. I mean, compared to GTA Five, compared to like, well, real yeah. video games, compared to a video game that they spent a billion dollars on, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, like it's not going to be fair, but yeah, I could see it. I mean. Mm. I have a lot of cultural osmosis for Undertale, like even though I've never even come close to touching the game. Like you would not care for it. I I know I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very comfortable uh, consuming the the music and the memes from afar. Um, someone said Skyrim, and I remember that in high school being a thing, but it was amongst like particular type of people. I don't yeah. know. And since it's AAA, it is going to have to go up against like GTA Five, and Modern Warfare Two, yep. and Fallout Four, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know, Skyrim or Fallout Four. Uh, what's, what's more hype? More hype? What, which one got more hype? Well, I, I think Fallout Four. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree. I wasn't mm-hmm. engaged in any of the hype for Elder Scrolls. I mean. I didn't right. play the game until like two years after launch, mm-hmm. so I guess I don't I, know. But well, Fallout Four was also the first game, the first big game they did after Skyrim. So it's like, right. oh man, there's gonna be Skyrim with guns, and it, for better That's or worse, uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> from a from a guy who can't really be talked about. Oh no no no, that's <laughs> Far Cry, not not Uncharted. Oh, it was Far Cry, not Uncharted. Yeah, I don't I don't know the difference and don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> Far Cry, Uncharted, fucking who cares? They're all bullshit adventure games. Hey, Uncharted's really good. Hold on, I think Far Cry is better, more liked than Uncharted, right? No fucking what? That, no, what? is that my thing? That's definitely your. I've never thing. played a second of every either, every Uncharted game is critically acclaimed and loved by the community. Like, 
I guess Far Cry has had like a downturn. I guess that's fair. I'm thinking of like Far Cry has Far like Cry three, Car- Far Cry games. four, yeah, like back I'm, back in their heyday type Far Cry. Andrew, there are a lot of Far Cry two apologists now. Yeah, Far Cry two fucking sucks. Yeah, it's thematically tied that the you malaria. get malaria. Is cool, yeah. I don't know. That this sounds very similar to you guys when you're talking about Death Stranding, like. <laughs> but you guys do it unironically. You don't make fun of the people that are saying that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you piss. And then you walk along a cliff, and it's pretty sick, y'all. Yeah. Sometimes you drive a car, and then people crash the cars, which breaks the game. It's great. <laughs> you don't understand. It's like, but that's like what you would make fun of other fan bases for. So I don't, I don't know, man. Mm. I don't get it. I'm, wa- I'm still waiting on you guys to pull that, like, 15 episodes later, just like, Ryan, you know we don't like that game, right? Like, we were, we were fucking with you the whole time because we knew it would get you riled up. Like Ryan, I paid $70 for the director's cut of Death Stranding, ironically. Wait, did yeah, you, maybe you're idiot. fucking really, you really dedicated. Not yet. <laughs> maybe you're really dedicated to this fucking joke, man. Like, that would... You would really get me if you bought that $70 <laughs> game and then revealed... No, that game's not good. Like, I know that you are just smart, and so you can see through it. So I'm fucking with you constantly. (laughs) I would die. I'd probably have to kill myself. (laughs) This is the longest con of my life. (laughs) You don't understand. I've sunk hundreds of dollars and hundreds of hours of my own personal free time into this fucking game just to make you mad (laughs) this death stranding shirt that andrew got me for my birthday (laughs) this is a part of it you are in the simulation right now yeah yeah no we got halfway so good yeah halfway through we lost ourselves and kind of accidentally got into it but we we clawed our way back out baby now we're (laughs) It's it's a full on joke. The joke is on fucking you. It'll be the day that I like buy it for five dollars or something when it's on crazy sale. Yes. And just like you wasted fucking five dollars <laughs> on that game. Ah, we got him, sucker. <laughs> fucking got him. Like just like absolutely destroying me, <laughs> crushing my spirit completely. Yeah, we did it, everyone. We pulled it off. Um. Speaking of a crushed spirit, Britney Spears' dad seems like a piece of shit. We've all known this. Yeah. I think it's everyone in Britney Spears' life ever. Just what the fuck? a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole... I... Everything about a a conservancy seems really fucked. I get... Right. That they exist for people that can't take care of themselves and don't have the Mm -hmm. faculties. This was definitely a, well, she's going to be an adult now, and that means we don't get all of her money. We need to find a way of not letting that happen. Right. And now we control her like a super villain. (laughs) Yeah, she's well enough to work. She's well enough to earn a lot of money. Well enough to take care of the kids that she does currently have. But, you know, we make all major life decisions for her. And that's yeah. kind of slavery. It's not, not, it's fucked up. It's every child actor ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but now they're an adult, so everyone's flipping out. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's how a lot of people are uh, treated before they turn eighteen. So, I like there's there's if if you if you if if the general public knew about just how many child actors were the sole breadwinners for their entire family. Yep. I think there'd be a lot more of an uproar than there currently is. That was the thing that fucked me up week one in Los Angeles. Ian telling me that, yeah, no, a lot of child actors, their parents quit their jobs. They don't work. Mm -hmm. They just manage the kid. Like, what the fuck to put that expectation on a child? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, the child's making like $400,000 a year or something Mm -hmm. like so yeah and like half of it goes into the trust but that's still plenty to live off of like yeah man it's uh it's pretty weird and then if they become a star like if they become like a finn wolfhard or millie bobby brown yeah (laughs) you're just rolling in straight dough that your kids yeah you're not doing anything for yeah Yeah. well no you're keeping uh, keeping the controversy away or I produced the genetic sure code they... for this kid. I put I right. made an investment. Yeah, it's capitalism, right? Like with children with human beings. Yeah, no, capitalism. You don't understand intellectual profit or intellectual property. It's my intellectual property. That's uh, all right, that was all we had for news. You can tell this was a slow week, which means, do we have any memes? Hmm. No, not really. Then we are going into the breakouts. For reasons I can't get into, I've been playing the DLC for Elder Scrolls Online. They're going to have to change a lot of stuff from uh, what they were doing in Skyrim when they make Elder Scrolls 6 because uh, that stuff hasn't aged super well. (laughs) Well, Elder Scrolls Online is not made by Bethesda. Really? Oh. No, it's it's a uh, is Obsidian? No, it's the people that made like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic or some shit. Um Yeah, no, it's it's a is it even canon either? Like I'm not positive that it's canon. I mm. So Zenimax Online Studios comes up as the credit. Uh okay, Arcane Studios. Arcane, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, no, they um, they specialize in in making MMORPGs. Yeah, and then Bethesda uh, just contracted them out to make this game. So the whole the way this game is canon in the Elder Scrolls lore is that it's happening so far back in the timeline that it's like antiquity, like prehistory. It's not canon. I mean, isn't there like always relevant. like a thousand years in between Elder Scrolls games? I think Skyrim and Morrowind were only like two hundred years, but yeah, gotcha. like. Yeah, enough time that the events of the previous game are legend at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it's it plays like Skyrim. You got a weapon in one hand and, like, maybe magic or another weapon in the other. You go around, you 
kill some monsters and just like scooch out of the way when they try to attack you and it's just classic fantasy stuff the the big quest i've done so far is that i helped a woman who really like believes her grandmother's stories that her grandfather her great 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 grandfather was a badass ancient warrior but Oh, that history was lost to time. Now we got to recover his armor and magic horn. And then that'll prove that she's from a noble lineage. And like, yeah, this is every kind of fantasy story. So, eh, it's what it is. Better than Fallout 76. (laughs) Right. Hopefully. Andrew, you beat Resident Evil Village. I did. How is it? It's good. Rad. Ryan, you... <laughs> no, no, so it's... Your voice didn't quite pitch up. Right? It had <laughs> it's the cadence. Good. Yeah. It had the cadence of the... It's good. It's good. No, it... So Resident Evil 8 is... It is good. It's a, it's a very good game. It's scary. It's fun. The... Doing all of the shit was great. Obviously, Ethan Winters is like a non-character, but it it was like that in the uh, in the previous game too. I'll say that I liked Resident Evil Seven better than I liked Resident Evil Eight, simply because like the puzzles were better and it was more atmospheric and creepy, and I think the like scary elements of the game were designed a little bit better. This mm-hmm. game has a lot going for it. It like they I think they improved the gameplay. They added a lot of stuff. It's so much bigger. The boss fights are really really good. I think the boss fights are way better in this game than they were in the last game. Um and I think there's a lot more replayability. They added a couple of things where like when you play the game once, it gives you a currency it gives you a certain amount of currency that you can then use to purchase extra elements in the next playthrough oh so you can keep adding extra layers when you go through and then also when you finish the game it unlocks a mode called the mercenaries which is just just like a time trial arcade like shooter thing um that i guess has been in a lot of other resident evil games too and it's it's really fun um I've heard it described that Resident Evil 7 was very much like what we would now think of like pinnacle horror, like the evil within, uh, like very like... Well, Resident Evil it, 7 was fir- was basically first person Resident Evil, like the original Resident Evil game that is so well regarded mm-hmm. in the video then, game community. But the Resident Evil 8 leans a little more into the camp horror of, like, yeah. oh, there's a vampire monster. There's a Frankenstein guy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's big. It's European. It's mm-hmm. all that kind of <laughs> shit. It's spooky. And Can- the Resident Evil 7 was, like, this is, you know, fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so can I ask you a couple of questions I have about the game, and you give me vague, vague answers in response? Sure. Uh, was I think Heisenberg, Hindenburg, whatever his name he- is, Heisenberg. the final boss? Heisenberg. Was he the final boss of the game? No. 
I mean, no. <laughs> I got to be vague. How do you be vague with a yes or no question? Uh, well, by not saying what actually the final boss was, I think. Okay. Um, do we find out what Chris's deal is and why he was being a dick? Yes. Is there any connection beyond that to the broader Resident Evil universe and overarching storylines? Yeah, but I didn't understand it because I haven't played the other Ow. games. Um, are, are corporations still evil in this game? Um, they... I won't say exactly what happened. The Umbrella Corporation or whatever that did all the big bad shit in the other games... They are not involved in this. Oh. This, you learn some stuff about the origins of that throughout the game, but they they don't have anything to do with what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then last question. Do they do anything, like, interesting or not? Falling into a problematic trove uh, with Ian's wife, Mia. I wouldn't say interesting. I didn't think it was problematic. I I don't know if it's interesting. It's not like damsel in distress or like... Okay. Okay. That's fair. I can't wait to play that. Yeah. can't, Can't wait for you to argue for that to be the number one video game of 2021. There's other games that still need to come out Ooh. first. Right now, it's definitely my number one game of 2021. It's the only Take one th- I've played that came out this year. <laughs> Take that, Cyberpunk. I came out last year. Oh, shit. You got like six months, bro. <laughs> Ryan, what have you been checking out? I'm continuing to play The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Don't really want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> One day I'll finish it, and then we can talk about Ryan it. Ryan just walks out of his room with a dead look in his eyes. Hey, Ryan. Don't want to talk about it. No, I, I can talk about it with Angel. I can talk uh, about it with anyone who's not you two. Okay. That's fair. Not, not anyone. People who haven't <laughs> played the game or read spoilers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 good. I like it. Um, Andrew beat me in Madden. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. I forgot about that. He beat Resident Evil 8 and also beat another... I, I beat the uh, final ...overarching <laughs> villain who uh, he could never quite get over the hump. Yeah. I beat him in a regular season game. It was Ryan's wow. first regular season loss in our uh, franchise. Ever. Yeah. I am now like... I don't even know. Like a hundred and one. something yeah. in one. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was a good time. It was, it was straight up. Andrew Andrew got a couple breaks, capitalized on them, and uh, washed away the game. It was a good. Time. And then I promptly lost to the Panthers the next week. Yeah, I don't understand. I still don't understand your Madden, how it works with you. But. Fumbles, guys getting mossed for interceptions, mm. shit like that. It's just it's it, it's not just turnovers. It's my turnovers are always returned for touchdowns. See, but that means it must be something with your gameplay. Something with your game plan is like super boomer bust or some shit. Because like, 
I I don't even really have close calls with the CPU ever, like, and yet you've beat me on more than one occasion now. So it must be just like when things go right for you, they really go right, and when they go wrong, they really go wrong. Well, because I I don't. Get it's it. not it's not that hard to explain. So because I just have never really been able to be very good at vertical passing, I just I can't seem to get a guy open enough where the ball won't be swatted away or the ball will be underthrown and intercepted. So I do a lot of short passes or like tricky schemes and, you know, like efficient throws and shit like that, which means the ball is being thrown close to the line of scrimmage in traffic. So if that ball then gets picked off or, you know, if the, you know, the guy that I'm throwing to fumbles it because he's getting schmucked as soon as he catches the ball, then there's no one to stop him as he runs the other way with the ball. Hmm. Those backbreakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that for sure you were going to stop losing to the CPU the minute that you started figuring out the like rollout, you know, scramble around, find someone open, or just take a free 15-yard gain or whatever. Like, But then I guess you never really did get the like stepping up in the pocket when the like guy runs a contain blitz. Yeah, no, I've I, I've I tried that. Watching you just rolling right into. No, I the I always roll. I've tried to then like oh you know, I'll step in between the tackle and the guard or the guard in the center and you know like mm-hmm. make my move there. Always just the the guy that the offensive lineman's blocking just reaches out and tackles my ass. Right, but it's better than a ten yard sack, which could turn into a fumble return for a touchdown. <laughs> I, I just the, the, for like the minute the ball snapped in theory you're looking right at that edge rusher and reading him if if you're planning on rolling out and like if you know if they're flying straight down the field then you step up into pressure and then you can move to replace them if there's space if there's not then you just have to look for a target and if they're if they're blocked straight up then you you know, already know what to do you you got that one down so I don't know man. We're 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 balling. Andrew might miss the playoffs in spite of beating me no. in the regular season. I, I played Andrew, an, I played another game card, today, baby. Come on. and I won. I'm six and six. I'm currently the sixth seed. Oh, you got this, man. He's, you gotta. You could probably drop one more, maybe, and still make it. Yeah, and even then, you might not if you drop one more. So, mm. I don't know, man. Um, another bit of DLC I played. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermission, which focuses on a supporting character from Final Fantasy VII, Yuffie, as she infiltrates the mega city of Midgar to fuck with the Shinra Corporation. And I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, combat is amazing, better than ever in this DLC. Uh, this game, this DLC was a great opportunity for a lot of uh, Asian American voice actors and performers who played very obviously Asian American tied uh, inspired characters and that all was great but I kept asking myself what's the point when Final Fantasy 7 remake ends with them kind of going into a different universe and it's not really clear how many of these events, if any of them, carry over into that universe. So, like, fun. Not a lot of consequences, though. 
Did uh, either of you have another another thing you were checking out that you wanted to shout it out, or can I close out with my last thing? I have nothing else that I have started checking out. I did buy, because they went on sale, finally, I bought Metro Exodus. I, I played the uh, first two games in the series on my PC after getting them on the Steam Summer Sale. Uh, I bought mm-hmm. Metro Exodus for the PS5, actually. Um, and... Uh, because the PS5 version, I guess, just came out. Um, and uh, also Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. Because it was half off. Hell yeah. So we're going to play those games pretty soon. Uh, Keep your posted. Tsushima in particular, I'm interested to hear what you think of it. Did you ever Did you ever play those like older Assassin's Creed games? I hear it's very... Nope. No? Okay. I played Assassin's Creed 3. That's Dude. it. <laughs> you have a PC that could definitely run some of the older ones, and they're usually on sale for ridiculously cheap. Brotherhood, man. And Ian will tell you Assassin's Creed 2, which I is good. Brotherhood, man. That's the shit. All right, then last but not least, I am checking out a new manga, binged through it, got all caught up. Uh, it's called Die Dark by the same author behind Dorohidoro, Q Hayashida. This is maybe one of the weirdest things I've ever read and also delightful. This is... The bar has been raised. Yeah. This is ostent... I don't even know where to begin to describe it. So this is all taking place in space. All right? Uh... And is about a guy who is either in his late teens or early 20s who, and it's not really explained how everyone knows this, everybody wants to kill him because if they collect all his bones, they get a wish like they're fucking Dragon Balls. So he's just going around, living his life, and people are coming out of nowhere being like, give me your bones! And just yeah okay wait i'm sorry if they collect all of his but all of his bones are in him yes they don't have to collect them well yeah but it's like if they cut off his arm then it's like well this is worthless i need how many bones are in it i need like 150 more bones andrew the bones are their money and so are the worms (laughs) um that brings me to my next point. Uh, bones actually are a form of currency in this. <laughs> they fucking watched I Think You Should Leave, and they're like, yep, we're doing it. Uh, so then, yeah, he, from just years of being hunted for all of his life, really strong. So when people try to kill him, he's just, nope, just murders them, takes their bones, and is selling them to buy a spaceship and shit. Uh and then his only friend so far, uh, only friend that's not like a robot, is the personification of death, who death is monstrous most of the time, and also only uses he, him pronouns, at least in the translation that I'm reading. Uh, underneath the robes, though, death, very femme-presenting smoke show, so looking forward to that being commented on. 
and the only reason Death hasn't tried to kill this kid and get a wish is because they Death thinks they're already perfect. Like, they don't want anything. They're already... Yeah, they are the hype. Hmm. Yeah. So then they're going... When you said his only friend is... I literally, in my head, was like, death. Yeah. (laughs) I don't... It didn't surprise me in the slightest. It was exactly what I expected. No, no. So, I guess they set that up well. Mm Mm-hmm. It's... It's so fucking weird, and that description, I feel like, already sets up most of it, but doesn't... Doesn't even start to get into it, really. It's... It's just a blast. Are we running at like 0.8 chainsaw men, or how how many how many chainsaw men? Yeah, wait, know, hold hold on. Is cha- <laughs> what is chainsaw man out of ten? Is it a ten out of ten? I mean, because in cha- terms of concept or how much I like it. How much do you like it? Chainsaw man is a ten out of ten. Okay, so we can just run on. So chainsaw, chainsaw man is a one unit. Yeah. Yes, one. It's one of its. So every when you, yeah, when you're rating manga, you're. Giving it a, a when you're giving it a chainsaw man rating, you're giving it a percent of chainsaw man. I okay, so so far for me, Die Dark is probably also a one chainsaw man, but it's wow. hitting in a different way where it's like I, I never feel sad reading this, but I do feel like it's almost a cathartic joy of man. These murderers are having a great time together. Good for them. I want good things for these people. Whereas Chainsaw Man, it's like, oh, wow, okay. This is making me confront my imposter syndrome. Wasn't wasn't expecting to go through this on a Sunday morning, but here we are. Yeah. Huh. Very good so far. As good as Chainsaw Man. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. So is Die Dark, if it gets an anime, going to be the greatest anime of all time? Uh, I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might just be up started there. reading this. It all will be. Uh, if it keeps it up, if it keeps it up, I think it's going to be a great time. How much of it is there? Um, I think there are like 20... Uh, 24 five-ish 40-page uh, chapters. This is on a month-to-month as opposed to Chainsaw Man, which is weekly. Uh, 21 chapters, I'm sorry. Yeah. Andrew's asking for a friend. No, I just uh, I just thought it would be really to... funny if Lucas was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's it's as good as my favorite of this media. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know. Like, the first week issue just came out. Like, mm-hmm. I've read five pages of this. <laughs> And I can definitively say it's the best ever. I might cool on it. I might cool on it. I might revise my opinion, especially depending on where it goes. But uh, right now, really liking it. No. Could it eclipse? So if it, if it's at a one right now, that means it could go up. Yeah, That's we're not, true. We're not talking about batting average. We're talking about like OPS here. You can mm-hmm. you can score yeah. above one. It could end at a 1.2 Chainsaw Man, and then, yeah. it, then it becomes, then it becomes one, the like Chainsaw Man is a 0.85 Die Dark. Like you're, or no, Chainsaw and, Man and is just 0.85 changes. Chainsaw Man. Die Dark still goes on the original <laughs> Chainsaw Man scale. Okay. I Got mean, 
another confounding factor. Chainsaw Man isn't done. It's going to come back. And I could bring it up or down. It feels like those weird YouTube videos where they show, like, maybe it's just me that gets those recommended all the time, but, like, where they're, like, uh, baseball home run leaders over time and it starts in 1890 and it's some dude with three and then it's just like <laughs> and then this dude comes along and hit 15 and, blah, 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 and then Babe Ruth just fucking blah, like blows all the way out and then finally after like 50 years Hank Aaron comes along and barely edges him out and then after another 50 years fucking Barry Bonds' steroid ass edges him <laughs> out like that's what I picture you with your manga 1.0 rating is it just the scale keeps fucking shifting as you find greater and greater manga, and you're just like, oh my god. No, Luke, I thought this was the greatest to ever do it, but... Or, maybe Lucas has just discovered the secret to happy living, and he just treats everything he consumes like it's the best yet. So it just, his brain keeps going like, this is so good. I will never have anything negatively to compare this to. Hmm. Yeah. His brain is recency bias personified. <laughs> Just literally. This is the most recent thing that I have This viewed, is therefore. the best piece of pizza I've ever had. This is the <laughs> best <laughs> bowl of instant mac and cheese yeah. I've ever had. I'm, I'm five twentieths, which is a quarter, through this bowl of mac and cheese. And I can say definitively... It's tied for the best bowl of mac and cheese I've ever had. <laughs> I'm just fucking Mr. Peanut Butter from BoJack Horseman. Man. Huh? All right. It's a secret to happiness. Yeah. Just living a lie. <laughs> that. Never looking at anything objectively. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that is kind of the point of that character, unless I misunderstood the series. Are they going in a different direction in the final two seasons? <laughs> yeah, they go in a different direction in the final two seasons. Just a. Just a heads up, they they take some turns in the last quarter of the show. More than a, is it a third of the show that you haven't seen? <laughs> There's developments. Let's just oh, say. Boy. I know things happen in the plot. <laughs> I know, just... and always kind of knew that Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane were going to get divorced, just like that. Is that is that a part of it? Is Mr. I mean, Peanut yeah. Butter spiral? Oh boy. Yeah, man. I mean, he doesn't really spiral because he's Mr. Peanut Butter, but, like, I don't think you would call his existence a happy one, like, even before him and Diane got divorced. No, yeah, yeah. He is very... Just just because he is physically and, like, happy does not mean that he is actually happy. He's not living well. He just is a positive guy. He's a dog. (laughs) And, by the way, I think I brought it up on this podcast that dogs do have a condition that basically stunts their development and makes them super happy and friendly all the time. Like we bred that into them accidentally (laughs) sometime when we were switching out wolves and like, because like the gene that all dogs have is present in humans. And when it is, it's a specific rare disorder that causes people to be, yeah, like somewhat developmentally stunted, but also very happy. Yeah. Very agreeable. So that's basically what we accidentally did to dogs. Mm. You know <laughs> so what? Makes maybe, sense. maybe it was for the best. No, those good boys deserve all the happiness mm. they can. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I want to be a dog, but no. <laughs> I don't want to change anything with them. I don't want a dog to get depressed if it's avoidable. No. I. 
Oh god, what's the depressed dog from the Is it Looney Tunes or is it Tom and Jerry? No, Tom and Jerry's a is a fucking Yeah, he's like Chad yeah, dog. He's like a big <laughs> big brotherly dog. Yeah. No, but there's Oh, the one that goes that that one. Yes. Uh Droopy. Yeah, isn't he more dopey than sad? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, so his first droopy. So his first appearance was in a sketch called Dumb Hounded, so maybe he's just a little slow witted. Gotcha. Yeah. Moves slowly and lethargically, speaks in a jolly, monotone voice, is shrewd enough to outwit his enemies. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's depressed. I think he's just yeah. like fucking slow. Because <laughs> it's the 1940s. Uh, that was MGM cartoons, by the way. So that was the Tom and Jerry people. Not to say Scott that. Savory. Yeah. Not to say that Looney Tunes and uh, Disney and all the other animators in that era didn't also do some problematic shit. But yes, that one that one's ascribed to them. Yeah. Golden age. All right. I think we are just about out of gas. So thank you all. Wait, no, hold on. Hold on. We got to go to the group chat. I just remembered we got to talk about something. What did you guys think of the first two episodes of season five of Rick and Morty? I haven't seen last night's episode yet. That's what Jade and I are going to do right after this is done. What did you guys think of the first episode of Rick and Morty season five? It was a lot. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it a lot. I thought it was a classic episode of Rick and Morty. That right. Just really fucking hit all the vibes and had that meta humor that was enjoyable without being fucking obnoxious mm-hmm. and exhausting. Like just just a really, really good episode, a mm-hmm. return to form, if anything. No. Yeah. For me. I feel like a lot of and I, I, I did enjoy it when it when they did this. I'm just glad that they didn't keep doing it. I feel like last season there was a lot of concepts that were about Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Like oh. about like the show about the show. And I know that, you know, to a degree, like they, they do put a lot of the development of Rick and Morty into the stories that are going into Rick and Morty. But Oh, I, that's okay. I feel like this episode was a well-developed sci-fi con like it was just purely based on like parroting sci-fi concepts yes and then also mr nimbus who is is just perfect <laughs> kind of perfect because I, I fucking hate him that's the whole right that's the whole point don't but don't you dare de- establish canonical backstory with me you red lobster piece of shit like that's it's pretty good and then they never even they never even acknowledge the joke of his name him being an ocean guy and he's named after a cloud that's he dan Harmon posted it onto instagram it's from a knockoff xbox controller oh that he had that was called nimbus i think he just fucking thought that was a stupid name and that's where it came from I, he's always said he's really bad at names. <laughs> like, coming up with names. I mean, that's why all things. the characters are named like Goopy and. Oh, I think those are Justin Roiland. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. the fucking 
I'm uh, Jerkapapa. <laughs> like, it's just. I'm Horizon. syllables. Yep. Nice. Yeah, Hoopy. Poor Hoopy. No, Hoovy. Oh, yeah, Hoovy. it's because yeah, they were like right, cow Hoovy. people. Oh, is that? I think oh. so. I think. That... I thought it was just a goofy name. I thought they were more doggy than. I think. They, I think. Cow-y. I think they were supposed to be cows. What episode is this from? Episode one. Someone, Hoovy, the one he takes into his universe and then closes and the door, accidentally ruins oh, everything. Okay. Okay. Everything would have been chill if he hadn't brought Hoovy into his universe. Like, literally, he would have gone back to find Hoovy's kids, who probably yeah. would have also been like. Oh, my dad told stories about you. You were a nice guy. Like, and instead, just ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. Andrew's not going to like episode two. <laughs> Andrew, you might like no, episode two. No, no, no. Okay. I didn't, I didn't say that I didn't like when they did that. I did enjoy it. I'm just saying this felt more like an older episode of Rick and Morty. So it was a nice change of pace. Because I, it seemed like you were speaking as in like I enjoyed it because it didn't go there, uh, but that's no, funny. just yeah. just that it was different. Because, I mean the the train. I don't I don't even know if you want to call it like, the train of thought. I love that episode. You know that's yeah. what I'm saying. That was fantastic. Oh, okay. That was oh, okay. so Maybe good. Like mm-hmm. That's fair. I liked it. I think a lot of people thought it went up its own ass. I thought it was like Mwah. I think it was the yeah. right amount of intentionally up its own ass. Because that mm-hmm. was the joke. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that, and and I heard the origin of Jesus's cum gutters in <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> and various other cum gutters. So, but yeah, I'm curious to hear what you think about this one. Maybe in the quarantine sure. cast tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Oh. All right. For real this time, thank you all so much for listening to episode 148 of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok if you want to check out some highlight clips. Also be sure to email us your questions and business opportunities, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. We have an act blue link in the description down below if you want to help a collection of great progressive causes. And, of course, we have a Patreon where you can join the terrific likes of Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Sensual Richard Nixon. Lastly, this podcast has a Twitter, at V2 underscore podcast. Follow it if you want to keep up to date with everything we have going on. And follow me, at LucasTheWriter on Twitter, for Chainsaw Man retweets and my writing, which is also mostly about Chainsaw Man. But, you know, you know. Thank you all so much for listening, and have a good, good amount of luck with your week. Goodbye.